you're tuned into the Omni Podcast, a platform for youth and associated agencies to share their voice without limits. Going back into the archives from our summer podcasting camp in July, one of the youth attendees, Liam, talks with us about BPD, programming, creating, conversion disorder, global warming conspiracy, independent studies, learning styles, and more. Names and details have been altered or bleeped out. So it is July 21st, 2021. We are here with the Canadian Joker. How are you doing, sir? Um, I can't answer that, actually. <laughs> All right. I, I really don't know how I'm feeling. Oh, yeah? Why the uncertainty of not knowing how you're feeling? Oh, I, I just I don't know what I'm feeling. I, I, oh. I, I can't understand it. It's just a weird thing I have. Oh, yeah? Is that a consistent thing or is it just today? Uh, it's, uh, I think it was part of borderline personality disorder. But Okay. Yeah. Do you have moments of happiness or like I, joy? I, I had once in like, what was it seven or eight years, I felt happiness. Yeah. Uh, the story goes, um, so I was playing Minecraft uh, Java Edition on my uncle's account. Like, uh, let's say uh, I started in uh, May. Yeah. And uh, I decided to get Bedrock with my saved birthday money after June, which is my birthday. But once I got Bedrock, my uncle took his account back. And uh, then I bought Java with a little bit of extra money. What's what's Java? Oh, uh, Java Edition is a type of programming, but it like oh, Java. Java is a program. Oh, Java, yeah, yeah. Programming language, and uh, okay, Minecraft Java Edition runs on it, and mm. it uh, it just it has more modding capabilities, and in my opinion, it has better features. Oh right, yeah, uh, it's just. Bedrock Edition is more stable when it comes to like okay. lower end computers. Nice, but anyways, um, our, our sound guy, our uh, co-producer and uh, interviewer Joel Kane is with us today. He's a computer guy. Are you familiar with Java, and have you used it before? I am familiar with it. I have not used it. Yeah, done a little bit of Python. Have you used that before? Um, speaking of coding wise, I've only coded with Java simply because, um, Visual Studio is for me the most, it seems the most convenient, but it costs money and I didn't really want to spend money on that. Mm. But, uh, Java is like most Windows programs are not on that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really know anything about, uh, like I don't have a lot of experience anyway with programming in general. I wonder if it's associated with Apple in any way, shape or form. Uh. I don't think so. I yeah. think it's uh, Oracle or something. Oh, okay. Mm. Oracle's the uh, parent company. Right. Huh. So, yeah, so you're saying that your uncle took a computer back or took back a program, so then you had to get Java. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, he changed the password to his Minecraft account. Oh. Yeah, but um, after that, my Bedrock Edition broke when I wanted to like play Bedrock Edition because that's the one you could play with mobile phones and stuff. And my brother wanted to play with me along with my brothers from my dad's side. Yeah. So you're you're big on gaming. 
Uh, not really. No. Oh, I, I really like making things like... Uh, building computers and stuff? Well, no. No, it's uh, really just making anything. Like, I like being able to create things that are in my head. I used to be really good at drawing. Oh, yeah. But uh, I developed this sort of disorder called conversion disorder. I am not fully diagnosed with it, but my psychiatrist said it's highly likely that I have it. And what's this, what's what's that mean? What, what, um, how does that affect you? So for me, every time I feel any sort of distress, like uh, let, let's say anxiety, I have extreme social anxiety. You might see me limp, or like oh, it's my, a physical effect. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. It's, uh, hmm. And it's nothing you can't control. It just no, sort of happens naturally. No, but it happens naturally. But there's always a bit of anxiety when it comes to like me worrying about the future and stuff. Right, right. Subconsciously, but consciously, it's I, I'm just pretty chill. But mm. um, it's like the left side is mostly affected. Like, right. The left side of your body. Yeah, or? it's like everything kind of goes weird. What's that like, called um, again? Conversion What's disorder. Conversion disorder. I never heard of that one. So is it triggered by anxiety? Uh, and then it depends. Like, they say it's triggered by distress. But mm. Mine's mostly triggered by dis- anxiety, like specified. Yeah, and that yeah. would be classed as distress. But and do you find if you sort of visit, um, you know, you said you know anxious about the future or something like that, if you have these common things that make you anxious, that that comes into effect. Is there any way that you've figured out how to? Um, some you know, methods, okay, if I'm feeling this way, then I do this and then I don't get, you know, that doesn't kick in. Um, like walking or, or like uh, trying to take your mind off what you're thinking of. Well, no. Uh, it's all subconscious. Like I'm oh, not really thinking about anything. It's it just like, naturally always sits there. Yeah, I'd go into a mm. store, I'd be, or not even a store, even at my grandma's house when I visited them in BC. Mm. Um, I was sitting there, yeah. It was, we were having a family dinner, like my grandma, grandpa, uncle, my aunt's husband, which is also my uncle and my aunt and her kids and my mom's kids. Yeah. They were all eating in the same room and I just, uh, I was sort of losing my mind with the anxiety. Mm. It's, it it greatly affects me, but yeah, it, it really affected my drawing skills. I used to be able to draw very detailed with pencil. Yeah. But, uh. Hmm. So if you were like by yourself drawing, would you be affected by that too? Or is it yeah. more of the social anxiety or yeah, other I, forms too? I am affected by like 24-7. It just... Mm. You have medication for that, I imagine? Yeah. Yeah. Does that help? No. It doesn't? No. Uh, so uh, I don't know what I have that would cause this, but once I'm on a medication after, let's say, a month or two, I become immune to it. Mm. Right, your body adapts. So you, you, know, you probably need med review and get get the yeah. Uh, dosage. Yeah, my behind. psychiatrist doesn't really know how to deal with it, so she just keeps upping my medications, which helps for maybe a f- two weeks after the six weeks of it taking mm. effect, and then it's it's like just you can get an assessment, maybe like if you go in for you get like a thirty day assessment at the Glenrose there, and they sort of monitor things at a, at a, you know, at a longer scale of time and then they can sort of narrow things down a bit better. Well, I, I wanted to go to the Glen Rose and be uh, taken off of all of my medication. Taken, all, taken yeah. off? Yeah. yeah, so they could have like the sort of bare bones of me. Yeah, yeah. Clean uh, slate, yeah. yeah. Clean slate, see what, yeah. Yeah, but uh, ever since I went on my medications, I've shown more sort of symptoms of borderline personality disorder. Yeah. Then, uh, like before, then it, it. before they were trying to diagnose me with Asperger's, 
But once they put me on medication, I sort of changed. I still show the Asperger mm. signs, but not Asperger's like nowadays. I'm talking like a while ago, they had a different sort of diagnosis. So like before, they didn't need to diagnose you with autism to be diagnosed with Asperger's, but now they do. Right. I don't have autism. I can make fairly good eye contact. I used to be terrible at it, but yeah. That could also mean I do, who knows, but I wasn't diagnosed with it at the Glen Rose. Uh, one of them saw it in, out of four. One out of four, yeah. Yeah, I think, um, you know, especially with new studies, and I know some things won't get diagnosed until, uh, you know, the individual's 18. You know, things can say there's a, a query that they're, you know, potentially have autism or something else, but I think they've got to be careful and make sure they get that diagnosis correct yeah. before they start medicating anyone. Well... I was diagnosed with borderline personality disorder at uh, 14. but um, At 14 years old, yeah. Yeah. Mm. They typically diagnose people over 18, like around 20 or something Yeah. Uh, with that. So I was diagnosed very early. Mm. My mom doesn't know why. She thinks it's very suspicious. But it, it could mean that I don't just have that, like the fact that they were able to diagnose it so fast or like maybe it was a mistake. Maybe I don't have that, mm. but uh, even though I do show like all the symptoms of it, but it, I'm just sort of at loss when it comes to like what I have because uh, yeah. what I have is just not like anyone else's. Yeah, I mean, everyone's different. It's not yeah. like it's this thing that, you know, I think you're onto something there where you said, you know, maybe get it reviewed on a clean slate and really get some sort of correct diagnosis so yeah. that you can get medicated properly. Yeah, it's tough. Um diagnosing mental health stuff because they can't just take an x-ray and be like well mm. you got this or that yeah it's not like a broken arm it's yeah and yeah. some some of those diagnoses take multiple sessions or visits to mm. dissect all the layers and yeah it's kind of mysterious stuff too and yeah everyone's different responding to medications and can be affected by your past experiences too and yeah, there's just so much to sort out with that. Hmm. Yeah, so what are, what are some of your other interests? I know you said you used to draw, like you into music. I know you were playing some, some Slipknot there yesterday. Oh, um, so I used to be very good at multiple instruments, but always one at a time. Yeah. Like uh, I started off with the recorder. Nice. Like it was a... In uh, grade four, we did that instead of like as they would do now in the school that my siblings go to, mm. uh, they would play the ukulele, but I played the recorder and I was the best in the class. Uh, they would give out rubber bands, like elastics that you'd put on your recorder for uh, different colors for each sort of level oh. for uh, if you could play a song properly. Yeah. And I got them all within the first few weeks. Nice. Yeah. You still play any sort of wind uh instruments oh i i i could uh oh yeah the thing you're doing yesterday <laughs> yeah I could, I could play music with my hands I, yeah that's what i use now uh the hand I, flute yeah the hand flute yeah i i went from the recorder to the clarinet to the piano and then i'm trying to learn guitar nice but uh with the guitar i just really don't know how to use it i don't have an acoustic i have an electric 
and those are typically harder to learn with. So You don't have an acoustic, you have an electric? Electrics yeah. are easier to learn on, actually. Acoustics are harder because the strings are tougher and it's it's harder to press down. Well, with an electric, it sort of sits lower to the fretboard. Yeah. Yeah. I I wanted the acoustic because it would callous my fingers. I already oh, have the, really... Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. My yeah. hands are already fairly strong for me training them. Yeah. Like, uh, since I was, well, what... 13 I've been training my hands with a little thing I got from going to a police camp cool uh, to spend time with a bunch of police sort of like a summer camp I would squeeze it and my arms were uh, getting pretty big yeah like uh, right at the sort of left side of my right arm if I held my palm up I would have a sort of piece of my arm sticking up and it would be pure muscle hmm. but uh, good for guitar yeah yeah, it's just a lot uh, weaker now because I haven't really been doing anything other than sleeping. Yeah, well, uh, you know, a few of us play guitar here, so if you ever do want to get lessons, we can... Uh... Oh. I was busy watching cosplay. But yeah, in general, like electric guitar can be easier to play in yeah ways like Brad is mentioning like you don't have to push the strings down as hard and sometimes the strings are closer together the neck's smaller but you have like more noise to control sometimes as well so mm -hmm. yeah pros and cons to electric and acoustic well the thing with acoustic is uh, it, it would be nice not having to hold like a chord along with the the guitar, because my electric guitar has it coming out the left side if I'm holding it facing away from me. Oh, Like uh, yeah. sort of on the bottom left. Mm -hmm. uh, it gets in the way. So I'd uh, I'd have to like position it weird so it's resting on my leg. It's not really enjoyable. Mm, yeah. I, I could still play it. It's just, just yeah, I, I'd really ho hope for an acoustic. Hmm. We actually have a lot of acoustics at Chima that I pretty much give out to anyone who's shows an interest. So if you want to get an acoustic guitar, we can set that up. Oh, yeah, thanks. Yeah. So yesterday, I don't know if you want to talk about it, but you mentioned something about um, global warming. You, you, I really like what you're saying. Did you want to touch on that? or? Oh, okay. Uh, so I knew something was very fishy. I knew something was very fishy when I looked at, sort of, like, put into perspective how much the government is making from all their taxes. Mm. Like, just an example would be, like, the taxes they have on the gas, it's insane. Like, most of the like, cost of the, when you fill up your car is tax. Uh, I think it was, like, around 75% of it, maybe not. That's crazy. Maybe that? a bit lower, mm. but it was still over 50. We're not big fans of the government over here at the uh, Omni Podcast. So yeah, keep talking. <laughs> yeah, but um, uh, then they have just tax you pay annually, uh, the carbon tax. Mm. Uh, like, it's insane. So I put my own research into it, and they're really lacking logic in their research. So they make it out to be like it's always been like cool, like cool, cool. I'd say 20 degrees Celsius ever since uh, like beginning of life on earth they do mention fluctuations but they don't mention anything past the ice ages fluctuations i mean since the ice age to now yeah 
they just make it seem like it's been rising constantly. So I, I looked into the, like, all of the sort of gases released, and I looked at the densities of the gases. There was two gases that I would say would be a real threat when it comes to the atmosphere, yeah. uh, like sort of polluting it. Uh, one was methane. Uh, I'm not sure what the other one was, but then there were carbon dioxide and carbon monoxide. Now, as far as I'm concerned, carbon monoxide just rises a bit and uh, combines with an oxygen atom, and then um, it falls. Which was false. Yeah, and then the carbon dioxide just falls. Like it, it, So uh, here's a really good example of how everything comes back to Earth eventually. Except for helium and hydrogen, but uh, so me and my uncle were driving to Edmonton uh, from Grand Prairie. Uh, we were going to go to Kamloops, and uh, it was smoky because there was I think it was oh, 2017 when there were the big fires. Mm. So it was it was like so smoky you couldn't see about like half a kilometer ahead of you. Yeah, I remember that actually. I drove back from BC during that time. So yeah, it was rough. Yeah, but. Uh, it started to rain, and as it rained, the smoke completely cleared up after about 30 seconds of rain. And So I, I sort of put that into my sort of study. I don't really write anything down unless I'm, like, doing a report, which is sort of good for you. But anyways, um, I came to the conclusion that all the CO2, oxygen, nitrogen, everything in the air goes into the soil. The only reason there's so much oxygen and nitrogen in the air is because there like, isn't enough to go into the soil. It's, it goes above the troposphere. Hmm. And then the oxygen also gets used by the plants, or produced by the plants, and the oxygen would probably rise out of the soil from my understanding. But the oxygen is produced by the plants and stuff, and the carbon dioxide would fall and get absorbed by the plants. Hmm. So... You have grass all over the place. How do you think that grass is getting carbon dioxide? So if there was as much carbon dioxide in the atmosphere as they say there is, then if you were to lay on the ground, you would suffocate. Like if it was a cool day, cloudy in, let's say, about September, uh, no wind, no sun shining through, you'd suffocate. But wouldn't you be saved by oxygen that's produced by the trees and the plants? And, well, know. there wouldn't be enough. See, most of the oxygen is produced by bacteria and also the Amazon rainforest, which was recently almost burnt down, mm. so it's more so bacteria. But uh, the grass itself wouldn't produce enough to keep you alive in because most of it would go around you anyways. But you would suffocate because the carbon dioxide would displace the oxygen and nitrogen, and it would like leave sort of like a pool on the ground of carbon dioxide if you were near sea level, like let's say the coast, uh, Vancouver, yeah, or even in uh, Norway. Where... keeps coming back so much we have to get him interviewed he's uh i think he's interested we have to make a lot of intermission music <laughs> in here <laughs> exactly. yeah exactly 
So you 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 went pretty deep there. I'm not sure if you remember where you where you were there. But. No, no, no. I sort of zoned out thinking about my phone and see, wondering if my data, mobile data, is on it. You're talking about sea level. That's one oh, yeah. of the last things so, they remember. So in, in Norway, especially, everyone would there would die because uh, from what I picked up, their sort of ground level is below sea level. So once ocean levels rise from the rise in temperature, which isn't caused by global warming, but is caused by multiple changes in certain things that are natural, like the orbit, mm. the continents, the water and currents in the ocean, because the continents are always drifting. Yeah. So it changes the currents of the ocean every once in a while and it'll cause climate change. Uh, what was there's a bunch of other factors. Uh, I just can't remember right at the moment, but it's below sea level, so it should be pooled with carbon dioxide. But it isn't because all that carbon dioxide is being absorbed by the plants. Hmm. If there was as much carbon dioxide as there's say there is, there would be way too much carbon dioxide, and it would cause way too much plant growth. Then the plants would sort of use all of that up. The plants would die off a bit, and then the oxygen would come back, and carbon dioxide releasing or exhaling life would uh, sort of come back. Hmm. It's interesting. Yeah. So yeah. So what you you believe what we've been told is a bit of a bit of a hoax. Yeah. Not, not exactly the truth. Yeah. It, it's just to, uh, they're making so much money off of it. It makes it really hard for me to believe that what they're saying is true. Hmm. Yeah, well, you know, there's so many other things where they uh, don't tell the truth. So you, you, why would you believe anything they say? Yeah. Uh, also, I read this sort of story. Uh, not it's, it's true, but they, they have this place. I think it was called Hell's Gate, but it's this cave. And um, when you go into the cave, you can breathe fine. But once you have an animal go in there with you, the animal will die. It will suffocate because there's a bunch of carbon dioxide pooling at the bottom at your feet. Mm. So bring a bird with you. Yeah. You that? <laughs> yeah, giraffe. Yeah, but, giraffe. <laughs> but carbon dioxide is a lot denser than air, mm. like uh, on oxygen and nitrogen. So it, it's just illogical for it to sort of have that much in the air and it not cause like hypoxia among the population. Hmm. You obviously have an interest in um, science and, and I imagine math as well. Is this something that you've always gravitated to in school or is something you just sort of research in your own time? Well, with school, I, I absolutely hate it. I think it's for dumb people, honestly. Like school, You think school's for dumb people? Well, it's for dumb people to get slightly less dumb but have a piece of paper saying that they're <laughs> capable of working. You know, well, uh, I mean, how do you learn more? You live in a time where there's computers and information's accessible. Think yeah. about the 60s where this technology or the 40s, whatever, well, this technology wasn't, wasn't, you know, wasn't around. So how does someone get education? Well, back then, it was actually useful. You were getting useful information. They didn't have that sort of curriculum they have now, mm. which my theory is they're trying to dumb the population for easier control and monetary gain. Mm. But um, it could be truth in that. Yeah. But uh, nowadays, here's the thing. I haven't learned a single thing in school ever since, what, uh, grade four? I'm in grade 11. You haven't not a single thing? 
Not a single thing. Everything I've learned, I learned myself. Had have you not learned it yourself, though, you would have learned it in school. No. I would have heard about it. If I, if I wanted to learn about it, I'd go home, I'd look it up on my computer oh, or right. my phone or something. So you're saying something. what they teach you isn't what is important or, uh, you know, at the forefront of what's actually going on. No, no. They they don't teach me anything. I already know the stuff they're teaching me. Yeah. Because once I hear about it, once I hear it coming up, I just research the crap out of it and uh-huh. then I'm, I'm, I know everything about it. And then on my free time, uh, what I like to do is I like to do independent studies, which I think everyone should do mm. to sort of compensate and accommodate for the sort of dumbing, dumbing in the down. schools. Yeah. Because uh, it, it, it increases your IQ the more you sort of learn. Definitely, yeah. Yeah. Uh, We're talking about uh, IQs and independent studies. Yeah. Well, I, I was in school and I was in the Dash 2 classes, not because I was struggling with the school work, but I was struggling with the amount of homework. Oh, yeah. Like it was sort of, yeah, I was about to commit suicide because I couldn't handle any of it. I know that's sort of like... Too much pressure, couldn't I? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it was sort of really affecting my mental health, and I was losing hope in everything. Mm. But... Uh, Did you talk to someone about yeah. the stress you're feeling? Yeah. And I got put in the dash twos. Yeah. Just because they have less homework. Right. That's good. It's good you were able to uh, identify that and, yeah. and actually talk to someone and get like, make that change. Yeah, like all the schoolwork in Dash 1 was easy. It's just they would give you like a booklet. Yeah. And you'd have to do questions from that booklet, like two assignments, which would have multiple questions because we were doing this quarter system, which is a terrible system where you get um, two days worth of homework each day. Oof. And instead of a semester, it's a quarter. So like you'd have two classes each day for each quarter. Mm. And then it would change each quarter. But it's just the homework was too much. Like when it comes to the semester-based system, you'd have four classes. And uh, four homework assignments, most likely two each day. Mm. Uh, yeah. And you'd have a day, maybe two days to complete them. Uh, so it's much easier a lot less, like, compacted. Did you find with that change, though, uh, to the easier classes, you didn't find that challenging? You uh, just found the, the expectation of handing stuff in was unrealistic. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I didn't have time to be... You had a life like, outside yeah. of school. You're doing yeah. independent studies, too? Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Like, I really think that homework shouldn't be allowed. Like, it should all be taught in the school system. Hmm. Like, like homework just takes away from your daily life when you could be doing other things like physical exercise, True. physical activity. Yeah. Uh, the, like, again, do independent studies, like mm. something that actually interests you instead of something that sort of takes away from your like, well-being. Right, mm. right. Yeah, because you're, you're taking that work home and it becomes your whole day and then you got homework on the weekends too. Yeah. Where's the balance yeah. at? Yeah. You got to thin that out a little. Yeah. Or focus where you're struggling and maybe, you know, choose that to be your homework. So if you need more support in this subject, then focus on that as your homework. And then you kind of even the score a little bit. Well, I think homework should be optional. Yeah. Yeah. Like 
Mm. It really should be optional. Well, it is optional. Everything's optional. Everything is, but I mean, like, it's mandatory. <laughs> it goes towards your grades. Like, mm, it shouldn't sure, be yeah. marked for your grades. It should go towards an extra credit, if yeah. anything. Yeah, exactly. That's a good point. Like, wow. like, you'd have five credits from a core course, and then you'd have a sixth credit for doing all the homework or something. Mm. That, that would make uh, the schooling easier because you wouldn't have to do, like, a bunch of options. True. Yeah. Hmm. So what's your plan after you? So you're in grade 12 next year? No, I'm in grade 11. You're in grade 11? Yeah. Okay. Do you have a career path sort of uh, anything in mind you'd like to focus on or you just sort of seeing what comes of it? Oh, well, before I answer that, I, I, I'd like to finish uh, what I was saying before I forget again. But um, so I, 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 there was these kids and uh, they were like they would go up to me and they were failing in this class and it was a dash two. Yeah. It was the lowest sort of, it goes with dash one, dash two, and then the dash twos where all the kids who were struggling go. Mm. Like I wasn't struggling again, but like this one kid and he came up to me and was like, you use such big words. I can't understand what you're saying half the time. And that sort of surprised me because I, I wasn't using big words. I was trying to sort of be able to communicate with everyone. Right. But even those words I classed as simple were too big for him. Mm. And um, he, he would be sitting in class. He would be working so hard. And it would just break his heart when he would see the marks of what he worked on. That's what I think they need to change is those kids, they sort of get discouraged by their, their work that it subconsciously holds them down. Mm. They don't get taught by their parents they get taught by the school and that's why they are so dumb i'm not calling him dumb but i mean like they're not good at the work because they've been taught only by the school system not by both their parents like i was helped by my mom until i became independent and i could help myself but mm. like he wasn't helped by his parents his parents were busy right, his right. parents were always working hmm. but they really need to make the school system more harsh or even start at uh, four years old. Mm, oh no, I, I disagree with that. Like, well, I mean, in the early days, they need to make it more harsh, but still easy. Like, they need to sort of cram more information in a less stressful manner. Yeah, I disagree. I think children should be given the you know, just be a child. Like, I don't think it should be any more. Uh... Yeah, I think there should be a focus on, I mean, as in brain development. I think if children and not uh, put under this stress and this expectation to learn all this information. Apparently they do flourish later on in life. That's why there's school programs that uh, actually don't start teaching children how to count or anything like that until they're like seven. Yeah. And they see that these children grow old, become adults, and they do better academically than someone. Not all of them, obviously, there's a, but there's a high percent of... Yeah, but I do understand what you mean. I get that theory. Yeah, um, well... Uh with my mom, she would always teach me, like, from four to seven. Like, that's really when you start, your brain really develops. And, like, the more information you can cram in at that time, the higher your overall IQ would be. Uh, and IQ is everything when it comes to learning capabilities. But um, they should be put into separate core, sort of, like, schooling classrooms where they like there'd be different letters for each classroom for different learning styles and they would embrace those learning styles and cram as much information in there as possible it doesn't have to be useful it could be like anything that interests them they mm. can be taught stuff they would like to learn 
along with the stuff Mm. they need at that time. Hmm. Yeah, when your mom was helping you out at an earlier age, like, was that a stressful experience or did it just feel like you were learning lots and becoming more independent early on? Oh, well, she, she actually made it very fun. She, she sort of asked me what I was really interested in uh, or she would sort of tell me that the more I do, the smarter I'll be. Yeah, because I think that's like the key thing because when it's that early age, like not making it stressful. So, yeah, I don't know if like harsh is exactly the right word in that situation. It would just be like you're, um, yeah, helping them develop in a fun way, giving them as much knowledge as you can, but not in like a forceful way, I guess. Yeah. That just, that's mm. what I'm trying to say. Is yeah. Right. Something, something that you're interested in, yeah. therefore you will be more open to learning. Yeah. Like fun learning sort of. Fun like, learning. Yeah. And then creative. that just like helps you in the long run because you have this foundation and then you're not learning everything from scratch, like at a later age. Yeah. Like uh, the more you learn then is like the more successful you'll be in the future. Mm. Not necessarily, though. You could be very successful and have a very low IQ. Like, look at uh, that movie, Forrest Gump. Like, it, 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 it's very realistic for the fact mm. that he could do anything he wanted to if he worked for it. But, I mean, like, overall, you could do a lot better if you had a higher IQ to sort of help you with that. Yeah, just opens up more. Right. Yeah, and the more you nurture those children, the higher their IQs will be. Hmm. So the school should be doing that rather than the parents. Mm. The school doesn't do that. Yeah, because you're saying like not all kids have the same uh, opportunities. Like some parents are busier or they just don't choose to help their kids learn early on. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah, I guess learning can take a lot of different forms. So it doesn't have to be curriculum based. There's just a lot of things you can learn in life by yeah, different experiences and... Yeah. Well, <laughs> back on the topic of, like, separate learning styles. Like, for me, they tested me, and I was the second highest person who took that test when it comes to visual and physical learning. So mm. when I'm actually able to see and, like, touch what I'm learning, I am really capable of learning, keeping it in my head. Like, learning on a computer for me is really easy mm. if I can read it. But when it's like read to me or when I can't see what I'm hearing, like a lecture, mm, right. yeah. that's when I really yeah. can't do it. More hands-on gets you. Yeah. Yeah, everyone has different learning styles. Eh? Yeah. So For it sure. should be nurturing those styles because I think yeah. those styles are mainly developed like early, early on. Mm. Like if they're already showing, if they're already present by schooling, like the time you're in schooling, yeah. they should sort of nurture that. Sure. Mm. Rather than trying to nurture every single one because they might not be able to keep it all. Mm. Yeah. No, it's, yeah, I agree with the, the, the school. There should be more expectation on the school to help the kids during that during the time they have and find out where they're struggling or whatever and you know, have additional helps available. Yeah. To that guy that it was in your class who was struggling, you know, they should yeah. have, they could set up a system, which I'm sure they do, where they have people come in and help them focus, but... Yeah. yeah. Well, when I say this, I'm not really 
talking down to anyone. I'm not trying to insult anyone. I'm insulting the system. Yeah, the school system. Like yeah. how yeah. what they've done to those people. Like yeah. they are yeah. not really set up for the world. Right. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. Yeah. More the the system itself giving more opportunities for those who do might struggle in certain subjects. Yeah. Like that kid. He planned on going into trades. Yeah. Now, trades are meant for like the ones that aren't really good at learning, but are good at that physical stuff. Mm-hmm. But someone has to do that. But what if we were in a world where we could just have everyone smart and had robots do that? And the smart people would come up with the stuff to sort of code, to run businesses, to like sort of. Well, that is the near future. Yeah. AI and computer robots, you know. Um, yeah. There will be a time where. We uh, humans won't really be needed for the heavy duty, you know, the sort of the construction. Yeah, it'll be robots doing that. The but, fear is that they'll take over. Yeah, they'll, but they'll, what what about the less intelligent people? It's like, do we need to make people smarter in order to have that work? Though, mm. uh, like, they wouldn't be capable of working. No, because there wouldn't be any jobs, and the jobs that are available, they couldn't really like keep up with. It would be too hard for them which is just terrible. Mm. Well, yeah, I think if that was the case and when that does happen, when the robots do take over and there's no jobs, they need to make, what is it, universal... Uh, basic income. Basic income, yeah. 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 Well, that, that would also be good. Like if people could just no longer work, but we could all live on a sort of salary provided by the robots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> where we wouldn't have to work. Instead, we could create our own things, yeah. live our life to the fullest. Actually, yeah. actually live our lives yeah. and not have this, uh, you know, this weight of, um, yeah, this uh, continuous depression of uh, an expectation. And yeah. <laughs> like, and actually just exist and have fun rather than we worry about debt and paying your bills and, and yeah. getting to work at early and then doing a good job yeah like if ever i mean that's all good stuff as well but if you wanted to you could just sit back and actually just survive on the income that they give you yeah and Mm. go to the go to the lake yeah well yeah there's people like my stepdad who can't really function without something to do like a job to do something that they need it's a requirement for them to do yeah i think those people live like that as well yeah those people could do stuff like that but Mm. but it's just everyone needs to be like smart in order to have that utopia mm. in the future yeah for sure like I, I it's good to be busy it's good to keep your mind busy yeah um it's good to always be working on something that's why hobbies are important yeah but yeah it, that would be the dream if we didn't have this expectation of having to spend 40 hours a week or 50 60 hours a week on this one thing and you could be doing that on you know your own time doing whatever you want yeah and you still survive. Money, you know, the, the the economy still is is doing well because you're spending that money that you get. So it's going back in. Yeah. Um, that'd be the that'd be the dream, wouldn't it? Yeah. We might we might wrap it up here and have lunch. What do you reckon? Uh, okay. Do you do you want to come back and do more questions after? Okay. You like this? Yeah. Cool. We can do part two. Just thinking yeah. these guys are probably getting a bit bit. Uh, Thanks for joining us on another episode of the Omni Podcast. You can find us on Instagram at the Omni Podcast and on Facebook at Omni Podcast Yag to stay updated on future transmissions. Goodbye. Goodbye.